At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Oh! Oh, my goodness. Dominic Cruz. That was vintage Dominic Cruz. Dominic! The Dominic Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> it's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Well, well, well. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I were off last week, obviously. Um, a little Thanksgiving break for the boys. And um, Matt, you are away right now, not in your normal digs. No, I'm not man i'm not i'm in orlando bro you are i'm in orlando with the seraphim that's nice and we, uh, we went to tarpon springs my in-laws do the whole snowbird thing where they have a house in tarpon springs and uh that's a couple hours from here so we do that we hang out with the in-laws did thanksgiving and then we all we got a nice suburban boom load up we came over here last night we're doing the whole universal thing so after this podcast after this fucking podcast, I'm going to jump in an Uber and meet my family over at uh, at Universal. Is this your first time going without having to ride around in a cart in a while? Yes. I'm actually, hey, Jimmy, hey, you walked with me. Yeah. The other day, tell the audience what you're what you seeing. It was like walk, walking with Matt Sarah in 2005. That's what it must have felt like walking with you in 05. Your leg looked great. Um, you seem very, very, uh, very healthy. Very, uh, that whatever they did to your knee worked. The replacement worked. I'm not, I don't walk around looking feeble because uh, I'm not. I have a titanium knee. Yeah. Titanium knee. So this is the first time in years that I'll be going around Disney, but you know, uh, without, and Universal, without a, 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 a motorized cart. My wife and kids want me to still get it because it helps with the bags oh they, they want your wife and kids want to get that and also probably be able to jump the line a little bit when they see you coming nah, up the car. Really, don't work like that they oh don't. it doesn't okay it's just a bunch of you know what the carts are usually it's less for uh it's less for people that are hurt it's more for big fat obese slobs that want to yeah they have their turkey legs yo you fat fucks the people with the arthritis that's the bad knees. Leave the car. You know what? Walk around. Yeah. Walk around. Cup ride. I'm walking around the fucking parks like a champ. That's nice. So- yeah, it was good to see you walking. And I saw a picture of you and Miss Sarah in the. Uh, it looked like you guys were in the airport. Were you delayed? No, that wasn't. Actually, that was us in a bowling alley. <laughs> oh, I think you were we in the airport. Up, okay. We met up with uh, her cousins out here. There, she has some cousins out here in Florida. You know, so Big Anthony, Uncle Edwin's out here with us. You know, Edwin. Yes. My brother-in-law. So we all went. We, we all went to bowl. And then we actually, I, I was I wanted to start singing like from Greece too. We're gonna bowl tonight. We're gonna bowl tonight. We're gonna rock, we're gonna roll, we're gonna bowl, get a ball. I don't know how it goes. I know, but I'm just glad that Dominic has to suffer through this with me. I'm not alone. I didn't have my audio on for the first like two minutes, so it wasn't too. <laughs> oh, look, you know, Matt was singing, singing a Grease Two song. What's up, Dominic? 
What's going on, gentlemen? Good to see you. I saw your um, your Instagram. You were in Tucson with family. Did you? Uh, is that is that like rare that you get to do that? I mean, yeah, yeah. I it's definitely a new thing for me and my family to make that a thing. <laughs> Did you Why enjoy it? What's in Tucson? What is it? Where were you? Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Um, what what's out there? Well, what's out there? That's a great question, Sarah. <laughs> is your family there? <laughs> I got my family there. Yes. My whole oh, family's from there. So that's where I was raised. I did high school, junior high out there. So it's a fucking easy question, man. That's home. Yeah. And you got an Airbnb? Yeah, I got an Airbnb, invited the whole family um, because, you know, I feel like somewhere along the way, we all just got separate. Yeah, we got to go to my wife's family. You know, I got to go to my my husband's family. And then we, like, I was like, what the hell's going on that we're not just all coming to one place your family my family their family their family and we just all love each other together i don't understand why we need to be separate if we're all doing the same thing it just didn't click it didn't make doesn't make sense to me do you did you get those moments like as we all get older we start getting those moments we're like holy shit i haven't seen so and so in a long time and you just get this this overwhelming desire to to be with that person do you, you ever get that with family what I've learned is I've gotten older and had injuries and lost and won and the ups and downs and who's there and who's not family blood. Um, you know, you start thinking, how do I get out of this hole? I've got to move into a place of giving. Right. And then when I start giving, I'm giving the homeless I'm giving to so-and-so. And it's like, why am I giving the homeless and so-and-so if I'm not even talking to my cousin, I've never even met my cousin on this side. I've never met my brother on this side. Like, what am I doing? Like my priorities, family, and you know homeless and community they're all mixed together so yeah as i've gotten older i've wanted to mix everybody together and make a difference for everybody that's nice yeah um have you been surprised by because you've been winning for so long you're a, a champion how many times over dude and you're elected in the sport i'm not blown so you, you, know, you know these things i'm not trying to get you a big head nobody's in this game without getting some bumps in the road if you stay in long enough you had some rough rough fights as of late, us who've been in the game, I don't look at you any differently. I know you're a fucking warrior. I know what you've done. Have you been surprised? Because you don't have to, you never had to deal with a lot of losses in your MMA career. Have you been surprised by anybody that's not, like, what the fuck, you? You're going to say that? Like, you understand? Like, because people say, the, they don't know what to say when you lose. And you didn't have to deal with a lot of losses during your fight, during your fight career. I have. I'm used to the fucking idiots. <laughs> Did you get surprised by did you get, I don't have a record like Dom, trust me. I got my losses. So uh, did you get surprised well, I, by anybody? I, I think the more important question is, can you tell me more about that for yourself? Oh, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. Dom, I, Dom, you know? Like you're talking about the idiots. Like give us an example of what you're okay. at. Yeah. All right. For sure. For sure. All right. After my BJ Penn fight 20 years ago, it was a nice gentleman. Uh, he was around my height, maybe a little shorter. Okay, so he's not exactly a tall gentleman, little stocky black guy. And I used to like him in the vitamin shop near Longo's. Oh, you got a fight coming up. Oh, wow, man. Oh, yeah. So then I seen him after my BJ Penn fight. And it was a close fight, but I didn't get the decision. And I go, hey, what's up? I forgot his name. And he goes, hey, you know, can I tell you a little, can I give you a little constructive criticism? I didn't think that last round, you didn't want it enough. I go, dude, give me my fucking zone bar. You're a fucking cashier. Just give me my fucking zone bar. Shut the fuck up. I mean, I was like, what, what, you? You're a fucking cashier. I am not against cashier. It's an honest you, I'm taking a deep breath for you. Thank you. Thank you. Dom, you. Dom, right? I feel you. I get it. Say no more. Okay, so great example. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, that lets me know where, you, where what you're talking about. Yes, I deal with this on a regular basis. And then, you know, you got... I think your question is, how do I deal with it? Yeah, I mean, how do you deal with it and... Were you, I was shocked by that guy, but since then, and again, I got way more losses than you. So I've learned how to deal with, all right. I know when something's coming, I go, all right, dude, let's stop right there. Yeah. I understand you care for me. Shut the fuck up. Otherwise, guys like that, I just fucking blow off. But were you ever surprised by anybody in particular, where it's a, your favorite person at the coffee shop or a cousin, anybody? Yeah, I mean, it happens regularly. That's the thing is at, I'm at the disposal of everybody else's interpretations. And that's the that's the game we choose when we decide to put ourselves in a transformational place, in a vulnerable place 
because the only way transformation happens is on a, it's a public event. So the whole reason we signed up for this is because everybody was going to see it. Now we hoped we would get the job done and we didn't. So I always look at it as what is it about what this person saw and interpreted for my fight that I'm attached to really like what, what am I attached to this person's telling me they don't need, they can barely get up and do 10 squats in the morning. I know that they don't know that, but they don't know what we did. So I'm like, what is it that I'm attached to that they're saying? What it is, is my ego. It's not me. Like the normal me knows that this guy's just clueless. They have no idea. And they just want to be included in our life. They just want to say that, oh, thank God, Matt Sarah had a bad day. I thought that dude was a fucking robot. I didn't think he could ever do anything wrong. And finally, a space where I can see his humanity and I can connect with this human and feel like he's me. Like, that's how I look at people. Like, they finally look at us like there's something there that they can jump in on. And it's like, maybe they needed that. Now, that's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's an easy place for me to give because I'm a competitor. You're a competitor. But for me, my ego is the competitor, not me. Like, when, I'm, when I separate my ego out of the equation, I'm calm. I'm chilling. Yeah. Like, I, got, I have not, like if, me, if I go to your house on Thanksgiving and there's no ego... You could literally slap me and I'd be like, dude, can we please eat some turkey? You're hilarious. I don't know about that. Yeah. I think somebody smacks you. You're going to take a turkey like and be like, take, you're not getting you get, I'm calm is my point, man. I'm okay. not like, I'm not in competition mode. I'm not in like, I have no, I'm chilling. I'm not, what do you, you know, what's going on? So for me, it's just, I'm trying to always find a way to use these instances to um, why am I attached to it? What That's about me. Let me ask both of you guys a question too, because I was with a friend of mine years ago. It was at the Lesnar Frank Mir fight when Brock beat uh, Frank Mir. And we were backstage with Reed Harris, and, and Frank Mir walked by. And my friend didn't know what to say. He just didn't know. Like, his Frank Mir walked by, and, and he just, it was a bad fight for him. And my friend just went, Great job, Frank. Like, he didn't know what to say. He panicked. He just panicked seeing Frank Mir. What is the right thing to say to somebody? Because you want to be supportive, like you want to say something nice. What's the right thing to do? I mean, I think every fighter is going to be different. I think what Sarah's going to say might be different than what I say. But what works for me, I had one of my very first coaches ever reach out to me, Drew Fickett, after my last loss. And he was he gave me like a piece of it was like peaceful. He just said, Hey, that was an extremely entertaining fight. Thank you. It's well, like nice. I just want to know that I was entertaining. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, whatever happened to Drew Fickett? <laughs> he's just living in Tucson. He's that's where I'm, I used to train with him and Don Fry was two of the people that I used to train with first off. Like I have uh, sparring sessions with, with Don Fry. Like it's crazy in the very beginning. That's who I, those were the people I looked up to in the sport to go, Hey, maybe I can get out of Tucson and go do this thing. It was Don Fry and Drew Fickett. Drew Fickett has really turned his whole life around. He's playing the violin. He's helping kids in the community in Tucson. He's doing all kinds of good stuff. And I'm super proud of him. That's nice. He was, he was a very entertaining fighter. I haven't heard that name in ages, bro. That was the first guy that ever like taught me real mixed martial arts. Don't you feel like me and you, we've been in the game in a while, a while, and uh, don't you feel there's a lot of guys that like, they, they're entertaining fighters and whatnot, but they came in like either after us or they were before us, but they left way before us. And don't you still feel like, I don't know if it's lucky or privileged or whatever that that you're still kind of in the game and in the i don't really need the limelight but i don't know man for instance i pulled up to this fucking resort i'm in here and you know i'm in the suburb with my family i put down the window to say you know you at the gate and the guy there was going matt sarah like oh shit hey what's up buddy and it, it shot you know it's nice but yeah. some people don't get that and i feel i don't feel bad for them but i feel like man, they deserve that the chris lytles the drew fickets they deserve to be recognized for what they did. You're not wrong, but it's like survivors guilt. Well, look at look, kind of, but you're not a survival. You're surviving. You you never were. You've always been thriving. To go and beat GSP the way you did after the losses that you just explained is you thrived. You found a way to thrive. To get on this show, to get on this podcast, to get on Dana, to get tight with Dana, to get on that show with him, to get on social media, uh, to get on that that TV show. To just your look at your energy now. 
this is what you're thriving, man. You're not surviving. So there's a difference in marketing. You know, look at, look at, we have two people, the entire world is voting on because of marketing, not because of their skills. Let's not forget that it's marketing and you have the marketing down and that's, what's allowing you to thrive. And I'm learning to get the marketing down the best I can. And, and we're all mixing it up. Look at a, look at a Jake Paul's a great example, pure marketing. It's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Whether people love you or don't love you, whether they love you or hate you, if they, if they, this was like Connor's effect too, they want to see you for whatever reason, doesn't matter because the tickets are the same. If somebody wants to see you get your ass kicked or see you win. So Jake Paul sells a lot of tickets to people who just, who don't like him and want to see him lose. It's just marketing. He's got so much content out. We just explain all the things that Matt Sarah is doing. I have tons of content I can see about Matt Sarah besides him going in there and fighting. So like with all that, it makes you an interesting human being. And that's why you're thriving. I don't see it as we're surviving. We got lucky. I'm in gratitude. I'm super gracious that, you know, I was able to stay in this position and still work and be able to work so that I can keep fighting. If I didn't have a job, I couldn't afford to keep fighting. I don't think. Um, so it's, I'm very grateful too, but at the same time, man, this has not been easy to get here. Like I was never the favorite. I was always the underdog. I've always been that way. Um, even as a former champion facing guys that I beat Pedro Munoz and Casey Kenny before a couple of my losses, I was underdogs in both fights. It's, it's a normal thing coming up in the game for me to be an underdog, start from the bottom and rise to the top. I'm okay with that. That's the thing I signed up for. Um, but that's what all that in the fighting game, you know, that goes away. But what we're doing outside of it, what we're mixing with it, I feel like that's what's keeping us, keeping us around. Look at Snoop Dogg. How long has he been around and how many other rappers fell off that were awesome? And it's because he's in everything. He's on commercials. He's everywhere. Do you know what Snoop Dogg too? It's funny you say that because I, you watch those with the like Doseki, whatever the beer commercial is where he's sitting on the beach and I'm watching that. And he did that thriller thing where he did a half hour show and I'm like, this fucking guy never mails it in. Never. Every single thing he does, he acts like it's the thing he has worked his whole career for. And I think that's one of the reasons he's so successful. Like those beer commercials, everything he does, you feel like it's the only thing he cares about in that moment is doing that. I really respect that. His work ethic is amazing. Yeah, it's marketing. You know, you get, you get build yourself the opportunities by being entertaining and by putting yourself in these limelights to be judged. Marketing-wise, is there anything you wish you had done differently? Like, oh, fuck, I wish I would have taken this opportunity back then or whatever, whatever that may be? I need to get into the podcast industry. I need to get a podcast going because that's like a base, a base place that you can really get your business going. Um, it, I haven't wanted to dabble in it a lot because of the canceling and all this. It's, it's a risky business sometimes. And then also I'm still doing analytical work and I'm still traveling and I'm still training. So it's, do I really want to add another thing? So I'm trying to, I got a couple with somebody who can do all the camera work. I just got to show up to a room, talk and yeah. leave. That's, that's how, like I'm doing today. This is this kind of, this is how I could do it, but you got to find partners that are willing to do that with you. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, you know, but yeah, there's, you just got, I just got to put myself out there. more. I think I need to be communicating more, talking more. Uh, and that's it. You're a great talker though. You, 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 you're an amazing announcer. Do you ever get like, I get sick of my own voice. I do radio, I do podcasts. And once in a while, I'm just like, oh, shut the fuck up, Jim. Like, I just can't take me anymore. Do you get like that? Cause you do get to talk a lot and you get to be heard a lot. I can honestly tell you, I don't listen to myself ever, ever. I barely watch yeah. anything about me for that reason but i've heard from people who are really good on tv and really good on radio that you should so i'm working on that too yeah no i hate watching myself too <laughs> yeah whenever you feel like that i'll jump on the train into the city and i'll just lift you up and i'll take you i'll give you a big kiss. listen this is what i want to talk about how are you so yoked still what are you doing like your veins are popping out everywhere right now dude what do you do what do i do with what now what are you doing now? Like, what are you doing for exercise? Oh, I'm at Universal with my family. They went, I'm going to jump in an Uber after this. I have a good time. I read a comment once. I don't do them often, but somebody wrote underneath one of my fucking things. On my, they go, and I was being silly. And they go, Matt Sarah lives every life, like every day, like he just beat GSP. And I go, fuck yeah. I could live every day like I had the rematch and I'd be all fucking down in the dumps, but I'm not. No, he's asking I, about your, your workout, right? How, how your body, you still look so good physically. Who does? That, I think that, Dom, is that what you were asking? How he's so yeah. yoked, how he's so big? Yes, it's a, I'm not, like you are, you're pretty I'm buff, not. man. 
I'm sorry, Don. That was my stomach. I, you froze. You froze. <laughs> or you just didn't believe. I said you're you're buff, man. I've been trying to tell you. You look ah, good. You, you fucking. Ah! See what I mean? Look at this. He's got veins everywhere. It's crazy. What the hell are you sorry, doing? dude? I'm sorry. What I'm are sorry. you doing? See, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Listen, Usad is not testing this motherfucker. <laughs> I go to a TRT place. And I do a lot of jujitsu, man, with my new knee. Dude, you got a you got a straight roadmap going off on your chest, homie. I feel good for me. I feel bad for my wife. She's getting attacked tonight. <laughs> Listen, what I want to bring up to you guys is happy endings. Not Jimmy. Uh, not your not your type of happy. You almost endings. got a standing ovation out of me. Okay. Not your type of happy endings with the hanging and the fucking whacking. <laughs> I'm talking about life after fighting. I'm going to tell you who's in fucking trouble. Conor McGregor. That <laughs> motherfucker. All the money in the world. And the guy leaves drunk, coked up fucking text. Oh, you fucking Joe. And he put the, he does the extra with the Irish fucking shit. But I don't, I didn't know how to do it. But he tries to put a little extra little like twang on his voice. Oh, Joe Rogan. Oh, you kicked the downed opponent, did you? You little Shut the fuck up, Conor, you cunt. I love this shit. You know what? This is a actually flows directly into what we were just talking about, which is marketing and real talk. Like one of the things I can't get myself to do is talk is like go off and just people will talk shit on me all day on Twitter, on Instagram. I'm going to beat up Dom Dom's this Dom's that. And I'm just like, I just ignore people rather than giving them the platform. What he's good at is humiliating people with his words and making it and making it sound whatever. But I get your point. But look, we're talking about him. And you're not talking about any stupid thing that I've tweeted. And if we, if I did tweet something stupid, you would bring it up and we'd be talking about it. So it's like, how does he keep himself relevant? It's stuff like that. That's how he's good at it. Yeah. It, but it's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. It's not just a business thing with him. It is an attention thing with him, which is great. Now we're getting to the point though. Where is his happy ending? He's got the yacht. He's got the money. Does he seem happy to you? Or does he seem fucking angry? And he, he's going back to fucking fights with him and Habib. And what is his happiness, man? Where's this fuck? Why, why are you so fucking angry? You got more money than God. You're on a yacht. You're this and that. You're getting sued by your ex-buddy who, who did or did not give you the idea for your fucking bourbon. Money does not, money does not suck. I, I have enough money to take care of my family, to do vacations when I want. My day-to-day -day life is what, what the true happiness is. Like, dude, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's just me, though. Like, I have my, if, you know, so if I lose this, the day in a white looking for a fight, uh, and anything, everything we're doing, I still got my school. And that is pure happiness to me. Like, I could just do whatever I, like, I, I could just, I'm my boss. And my family's there. And I don't know, like, where is the, I mean, is he going to find happiness or is he going to be a bitter, angry fucking millionaire? I don't know. I'll be honest. From my perspective, my interpretation is he is as happy maybe as you possibly, maybe as happy as me, maybe as happy as anybody in the world. But what he chooses to display to the social media is what people want to see, which is what you're talking about. The anger, the, the aggression. The, I think that that's just what he's putting out because it's much more interesting than I love life. Life is amazing. Uh, love God. Love the sunshine. I think that I believe that he's poking the bear more than anything. But I think he's probably, my interpretation is, with as much money and super Lamborghini yachts and Lamborghinis and girls and party, he's probably happier than ever in his personal life. But just putting out there that, you know, I'm pissed off. I mean, that's how he's gotten every penny he's gotten is by running people in the dirt. Why would he stop now? He's made millions off of that. It, it, yeah, but it was, I'm telling you, I feel it's, I feel it's something else. I feel it's coming from a, like whenever there's anybody else getting attention, he's like a jealous fucking kid. He's like well, a fucking competing. He wants to compete. He wants to compete, don't you think? And he's not. Yeah, listen. I'll be watching when he fights. I'll be helping to give him money. Fuck it. Well, but Matt, I, maybe I, you guys are both right. Maybe you're both. It's probably a combination. of this. Maybe it's not one or the other. It's one of those things where you're right. He does show the other side. But then you look at like stuff like 
the the old the incident with the old guy in the bar or slapping that fans or things that kind of went a little beyond just promotion maybe it's a combination he's great at promoting he's a master promoter and he's also craving the intention and uh who knows it could be both yeah, yeah i'm sure he's happy. something tells me that that dude's happy though maybe not completely like i'm zen like life is perfect right. happy but i i mean the dude looks happy to be running around living life like come on i don't know man i think fucking late night text there's something more to him i think he's just a i don't know i think he's a piece of shit to be honest but that's just i mean that's just me though dominic if you had all the money that he had i don't think you'd, i mean it i don't know I, I think the way he carries himself everything he's done it gets rewarded and at the end of the day he's just i just think he's a fucking piece of shit but hey guys that's me everybody's yeah. different all right. everybody's yeah. got opinions I just look at people like, how are they mirrors of me? What about them annoys me that I see in myself? And then yeah. I immediately get out of thinking people are pieces of shit because everything, like somebody cuts me off and I'm like, I want to kill you. It's like, oh, I cut somebody off yesterday. That's why I'm so mad. I do the same shit. I'm not perfect. I'm like, maybe I'm a piece of shit. Maybe that's why I'm looking at him thinking he's a piece of shit. I don't know who's a piece of shit and who isn't. It's up for interpretation. Nothing of it is, none of it is fact. So I try to stay out of that moving into things I can control, which is he looks happy to me. That's a very self-help way of, and I'm saying that in a good way of looking at like, you know, if I point one finger, three are pointing back at me. That's very, mm -hmm. very, uh, very kind of along those lines of why don't I like that guy? What, how does he remind me of myself when, when it's just a thing like that? Like not a guy who's beating his wife, but if it's just a guy who's right. being, like, why does that guy on site fucking annoy me? What is it about him? I'm not saying that that's the way to do it. That's just how I do it. So yeah. I don't get triggered by people because I can't afford to be worrying about other people's happiness, whether they are, or they aren't. I don't really, I'm just happy as hell. <laughs> I'm good. I'm pretty happy also. Yeah. That's what I'm hearing from you at the most part is you're happy, bro. So let's focus on that. You seem happy other than the veins coming out of your forehead and you talk about Connor. I, you know, how about this? I think about Connor about the second we're off the topic it's out of my brain dude i don't think about that guy at all but it i just literally i sometimes i'll watch on the youtube the um they have like the news clips of the mma like then i don't forget what they're called but it's like it kind of sums you up what's going on lately you know what i mean for everything from the latest fights to the, the room is to whatever so i've been hearing them like yap at fucking rogan and this and that i'm like yeah, 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 yeah. Then he goes back, and Bisping was before that. I that was, that Bisping thing was crazy. But, I mean, Bisping's been asking for something like that for a long time, too, let's be honest. What was the Bisping thing? I didn't see it. Did they go back and forth? Oh, yeah. He just rubbed – Bisping rubbed him the wrong way. Like, who knows? He might come after Sarah next. You never know. But it's like Bisping rubbed him the wrong way, and he threatened to kick through his door and, like, take him out in his own house. So it's like – like i mean i don't necessarily align with talking that way but i guess when you have a lot of money and you can do whatever you want i don't know anyway fuck him <laughs> fuck him in his yacht this episode of ufc unfiltered is sponsored by v chain official blockchain partner of ufc Digital technologies are the future and VeChain is building its foundations with advanced blockchain technology. VeChain helps people, companies, societies unite their efforts and contribute to tackling sustainability challenges together. Sustainability is complex. VeChain is building digital ecosystems that enable the creation of measurable goals, trackable data, and real progress without the greenwashing. Reducing human impact on earth is critical. Efficient circular economies that make best use of resources are the only path forward. By connecting blockchain technology with real world action, VeChain makes it possible to capture the value generated by data, allowing people and businesses to be rewarded for positive environmental actions, creating a powerful incentive mechanism for change. To learn more about VeChain, visit www.vchain.com. Dot org. That's V-E-C-H-A-I-N, vchain.org. Follow them on Twitter at vchainofficial. Yo, what else we got? I just like to shoot the shit about topics. 
Well, how about uh, I would like to because I, I was at the first fight I've gone to in probably two and a half years was uh, 281 because of COVID and my travel schedule. I have not been able to be in person. And it was an amazing. Uh, what, what do you think happened, Dom, besides the fact that Pereira caught him in the fifth? I, I thought he won. Uh, what do you think? He won the second and obviously the fifth. Did Adesanya have something in his head that kind of forced him to do something he shouldn't have done in that round? Because I picked Pereira just because I thought it's hard to come back after losing to a guy twice. But as a non-fighter, maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, just from what I saw in the fifth round, Pereira's team got him, told him exactly what they needed to tell him, and he had the cardio to follow through and do it. When it comes to the fifth round, man, you guys are both in shambles. I don't care. Like you're both exhausted. You're at the, you're in the last five minutes of your will. And they both had will, neither of them were out of it. But in the fifth round, Bear had enough cardio in order to keep the power up. And he had the power to finish the fight. And uh, he pushed, he, he just grinded through. It's not easy to get a hold of, to corner Izzy. And he was able to do it with cardio and power. I mean, he was just able to push it out, grind it. It's like, I look at that fifth round kind of like, the last three minutes, it's like, who's the fastest at the very end of the race? Like when you look at a 400 meter sprint or something, right? They sprint the last little chunk out. And I think Pereira just kept a little bit higher of a pace with a little bit more power at the end of the round in order to, to get the finish. But it doesn't take away from anything as he did. Like I said, that was an extremely entertaining fight. I, th- I feel like that's what you say to that fight. There's so much to be learned on both sides. When I watch that fight, I go back and watch it five times and learn so much from Izzy and how he fought a power fighter. And I can go back and watch Behera and watch, wow, this is how power fighters need to fight. Conserve like a Connor, I feel like, for an example, could use learn something from Behera. Like Behera, he was able to limit himself for five rounds and still have power left in the fifth to get the finish. Um, that's the next game is like, how do we equalize our, our energy levels to get the, to get the job done. Also, can I just add, because I don't like to be a one-sided person with this. I think, I think Khan is an awesome fighter though. I do. He's not in that, you know, I'm going to, you know, death before tapping guy, but you know, he's not, he he might be a quick tap. (laughs) But, uh, all right. How about this? I'll say instead of, instead of Connor, we'll say uh, Chandler. Another another power fighter that maybe if if he could like watch Pajeda learn how to use the power, limit the power, use the power, limit the power. And then in the fifth, you go all rounds and you're just knocking people out in the fifth round. You're knocking somebody out because you got a little juice left in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how Pajeda was able to get. How did he pull that out in the in the at the end of the fight? He looked tired a lot of times. Right. Like I watched him and he's like, he looks tired he completely recovers and comes back and starts throwing haymakers. It's crazy. Well, you know, the, um, with the one minute rest in between, I mean, it could, if he's in shape, he'll look tight in the round and he can get that second win with that. If you're, if you're doing the right thing with your heart rate, you, that minute, it could bring you back. You know what I mean? And, that, and Izzy, Izzy can definitely win that fight. Look, oh, does, does anybody oh. come on? I feel, I feel anybody who loses in the lot, like when you're winning and then you just lose, it's like, that fight gets that fight can happen again. Like Usman Edwards, yeah. Yeah, Usman Edwards, another example. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. But literally, I know they said maybe ten seconds. How about five seconds? How about three seconds more in that first round? He was on. He was shook, and he's such a sharpshooter, Israel, that uh, he hit him with. I believe it was a. I believe it was a, a a right and then a fake uppercut to a left, and it was fucking beautiful. Because after he hurt him with the right. It was like a measured break where he put it out there, then he did it again. It was so cool. No, wait. Yeah. And then he faked an uppercut, hit the left, and he was on fucking shaky legs. Another two seconds. He's such a sharpshooter. It could have been done. So it's yeah. more of, it's almost worse when that happens because it's like, oh, laces out. We were one more second, literally. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the point. That's why that fight gets to happening. And that's why any fight where somebody's like smashing the first three, four rounds and then gets knocked out, like we need to see that fight again. It's awesome because yeah. it's, you don't know how it could go. And what I saw was what I really loved about that, that, that way that he rocked Pajeda was he threw a jab and he, it was so cool. Like I so want to scale this. He left his, you, you always hear, don't leave the hand out, bring it back to your face. He sticks it out to blind the eye. 
he left it stuck right here and then followed it and he couldn't see the right hand coming because he left the hand out. So he like blinds your eye and then boop, the right hand comes. It was a very delayed right hand and that rocked him hard. And he did that over and over. I watched him keep landing that right hand that way. And that's a super slick trick. That's what I'm saying. That's high level K1 striking that we're talking about to be made, to be landing these kinds of shots on each other. It was Unbelievable. It was it also, am I correct? Uh, it was uh, Prohovska and uh, and uh, Teixeira, same thing. I thought Glover was winning that fight, if I remember correctly. Uh, and didn't he lose that in the final round? He got knocked out. And, I, and it was in the fifth, like, right? Glover uses mixed martial arts so well to win fights, not just fighting. He, like, uses the takedown, the top pressure for three minutes to where you out. Then when you get back up to the feet, he gets back on the pressure. He'll give up a round to get the next round. And in the round that he gives up, he stays very defensively sharp. Like he knows how to uh, like use his energy. He's just so experienced that it's fun to watch somebody like Glover and he's so durable for where he's at. And then Prohasta, I mean, that guy, all you got to say is pure power and explosiveness. And that's always fun to watch. Not to mention, he does everything what people would say is stylistically wrong. Hands are by the hips, switching stance constantly, very limited defense, moves the head like this. Like, it's all the stuff that people say you shouldn't do. He does, gets away with it, and knocks people out, so it's fun to watch. I think it's good for the sport in a way, the excitement of it. When you look at welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight championship, all three fights were were lost in the final round by a champion who was winning the fight and i thought glover was winning that fight and that just shows you like and i mean edwards Usman was i mean crazy last uh last minute but you, you it's very exciting for the sport when you see championships changing hands like that i mean in, in the final round of, of fights that these other guys were losing yeah i don't it the sport is so crazy to me that yeah i mean matt matt would say the same thing you never know who's gonna win you just never know you you can have an idea but like you watch certain sports you can be like yeah for sure according to the odds this person's gonna win you know you just know in fighting you just there's always a chance it also is like it shows you something that these guys are willing to engage in that fifth round too like the fact that i I don't think glover just stayed away and i is he certainly didn't and i don't think usman did to edwards like these guys are still willing to engage and really try to end the fight in the fifth round says something really positive about these guys even though they lost the fight uh but i don't remember any of them trying to avoid uh the the uh the conflict in the, in the fifth well i think this could really also from my from my opinion lay to rest the conversation that izzy just runs because he didn't just run in that fight he hit Pajeda a lot and they they went back and forth it's just his style his elusiveness footwork movement quickness speed stance switch all these things make it very hard to find this guy so it's not necessarily he's not running he's just hard to find and when you find him he'll make you pay he'll stand there and trade with you but he'd rather not because he's not a stand there and trade power guy it's just not his style so it's just cool to watch because Peta really brought the best out of you know style bender and vice versa and that's what's cool it would be shitty if they give Kamza extra shot man because that's a Bad matchup. Holy fuck. Yeah. Right away. Like, yeah, next, please. He wanted in there right away. Styles make fights. Actually, that's a good point. Would you say that I would say that Style Benner's takedown defense is better than Alex's, probably? Oh, yeah. See what I'm saying? So because I, of the game, the long the longevity in the game, that's what's so crazy about fighting is like one champion. You had to bring a K1 world champ to come beat the current champion. That's actually the guy that's got the most mixed martial arts knowledge to beat everybody in the division. Whereas we don't know, we're going to see, can Pajeda stop a takedown? We will find out soon. We've seen Izzy stop uh, Gaston. We've seen him stop good wrestlers. Whitaker has got good timing on his takedowns. Um, a lot of people that wrestle and they haven't been able to get him down. So it's yeah. like, we haven't seen that out of, Alex too much because he hasn't faced the highest level uh, wrestlers yet, but it's not that I think he can obviously do it, but we're going to find out, man. He looks straight out of the fucking Amazon. <laughs> he looks so strong. Oh. His elbows and his wrists are like giant. He's just like built for like, just like, you know, holy shit. You know, like Matt Sarah on that, huh? Matt Sarah on that therapy. Yeah, no, he's got USADA. I don't. <laughs> 
What do you think? What do you guys think? I'll ask Matt too. What, what do you think of the, the light heavyweight division now that Prochaska is out with a shoulder problem, probably for six months? And I got you got to love the guy. He apologized to everyone. Just obviously nothing to apologize for. Uh, what, what do you think happens now, and how do they navigate this? Sarah, you go first, but I do want to say, how long was he out before that? Before this last six months, was he out already for another injury? I that I don't remember. That I can't. I don't recall. For a while, and he did kind of just say, "I'm giving this thing up, and I'll fight for it when I'm back." He was pretty. Yeah, cool. because how long yeah. was he out before this? This last six months. His last fight was June 2022, so, so June. So that would be about a year out. Is is basically what would happen if he fought it? If he waited till after shoulder surgery and then did the rehab, he wouldn't fight for the the fight. The title would be on on hold for about a year. Is he just giving it up and letting the fight, or is he going to keep it and they're going to do an interim belt, or is he just he just gave it up? Yeah, they could do an interim belt, but they gave it up. Uh, so when I hurt my knee for the second time, I ended up being out for a year, and then they stripped me instead of me giving it up. So it's like, ah, you can quit or you can give it up either way. we got to get moving. So it's like, uh, it's okay. He'll come back and get a shot right away, though. Like, sure. he'll, get, he'll get a top contender right away. And they won't hold him back. Uh, so I think that in the end, it's probably, it's just the, it's just what they do for business. It's a smart thing to do. You know, like I said, when Dana and them uh, stripped me, I understood you can't, you get it. You need the division to keep going and you're holding it up to an extent. You don't want double injuries, but when double injuries happen like that, you kind of, you kind of got to let the show go on. But I, you know, they'll give him such a good guy when he comes back that I think we'll see him right back in the mix immediately. And Michael Chandler, I mean, that 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 loss to Poirier, he's one of those guys who, even when he loses, he, there's guys like him, Eddie Alvarez was like that, or, or Gaethje. Like, there's certain guys that you always want to see fight, even if they're not winning the You know what I mean? There's certain guys that have that. I think Tony Ferguson has that to a certain extent, where it's almost like people just want to watch him. Nate Diaz. Uh, what, what do you think Chandler needs to adjust a little bit to, to, to kind of stop this from happening? Because he comes out and he has such a great round and they just can't seem to put these guys away. No, he's putting, I mean, he's dropped all of them. So it's not that he can't put them away, right? I don't think that's even what it is. Um, he just, I think over long terms of the fight, just striking defense, that's, it always comes down to fundamentals. It came down to fundamentals in my fight, like as you get into the later rounds, your fundamentals show and don't show. Like how often do you stay in them? How often do you not? Those are your habits. And I think as we, as guys like certain guys get really tired, the fundamentals start to go away. And then when the fundamentals go away, that the defense isn't as strong as it is in the first couple rounds. And then when you lose the defense with four ounce gloves, things happen. But from my experience, Mike Chandler is pure offense. So it's like, that's why it's so fun to watch. His offense is his defense, nonstop power, explosiveness, offense. And then he's being so offensive that these guys can't get off on him and he's just beating them to death until he's not. And um, that's what's fun to watch. I mean, I think people also like to see just damage and there's a lot of damage that he takes and then also gives. So it makes Chandler one of the fun guys to watch always. This episode of UFC Unfiltered, it's brought to you by Love Hemp. They're the official CBD partner of UFC. Life can be a challenge, but we all strive to live it to the fullest. Love Hemp is one of the leading CBD brands, loved and trusted by professional athletes worldwide with a multi-award winning range, over 40 CBD products, including oils, edibles, capsules, and skincare, all of which are designed to fit seamlessly into your daily routine and support optimal health wellness and recovery whatever challenges you might be facing love hemp is always in your corner love hemp love life available across europe via lovehemp.com coming soon to the u.s what do you think happens now with uh does uh, uh, Wiley, does she fight Rose again or, or what does she do? I, I don't think, you know, Carly gets a, definitely doesn't get an instant rematch. What do you think happens with her? I uh, honestly, I'd have to see the whole division that I'd have to see the layout of like, who's where, um, Carla won't get a rematch right away. So I don't see why they wouldn't make the Wiley Rose fight. Uh, 
but I, I'd have to see who else, who else is under and around Rose, right? Like how many, what other girls have had a, a streak going besides them, those three? Amanda Lemos, Andrade. Lemos is look good. Lemos versus uh, Lee, Wei Lee would be pretty awesome. Uh, has she fought Yan yet? You know, she's number six. Has she fought, uh, has she fought Yan? No. So I could see, yeah, Wei Lee versus Yan or uh, Lemos, both of them, or Lemos and Yan. And then to make the contender for Wei Lee while she right. healed, something like that. Um, but Lemos just fought as well. But she's been just knocking people out. You don't see that a lot in the division. She's not. She's finishing people very strong, and not just small, like good, good girls. Right. And no, she's a beast. You know what else is a beast? My aunt Susie's fucking cookies. I don't know what, <laughs> but I visited them in Tarpon Springs. My wife's aunt. You see this cookie? What kind of it's cookie tough. is it? I want. I forgot the name of it. Wait, are you here? No. But she put in a nice little thing. There's also the tea tots. I, I'm not a tea tot guy. Yeah. But this fucking cookie. Oh, my goodness. It's a sugar cookie. Come on. It's just a sugar cookie. Sugar cookies are not that good. Oh, and Susie would disagree. <laughs> you better have some wooden spoon defense, Dominic. But this thing, <laughs> I feel like I'm at Door Tony's Bakery in Long Island, New York. But let's get back to some fights. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, I'm sorry. You're used to very... Very, you know. No, I, 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 we need it. We need you, man. Couldn't do it without you. Kidding me? You're the sprinkles on the cookie, bro. Right now, my kids are at fucking Hogwarts with their fucking their, their spells. I'm going over there so soon, but I'm not going to be wearing one of those fucking robes. Or am I? Why not? Yeah, do it. For who cares? Yo, hey, hey, this weekend. Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus fucking Trailblazer. Kevin Holland. Let's talk about it. Oh, that's a sick fight. That's a tough fight. Hey, man, besides this cookie, there's not many things I love. That's not true. I love a lot of things. And we could talk about that another part. My V, I brought my VR with me. There's a lot of things I love. But I fucking love Dominic's footwork and... Steven Wonderboy Thompson sidekick. He has the fine. I don't study a lot of karate fights, but in the UFC, I never seen a better sidekick. The more, how about this? Possibly one of the, the possibly one of the most underused weapons, tools in the fight game. Underused, but when it's used, I mean, he's fucking brilliant with it. Yep. Every time he does it, Don. Every time. If you see me at my house. I don't know anybody in the men's division that, that does it as well as him. I agree. But I think that Jan and Karate Hottie have the best sidekicks in the women's divisions. Um, but her sidekick goes straight up to the face, straight to the body. Her and Karate Hottie, their, leg, their hips move like, a, like an arm. It's crazy. Why do you think it's... Because it's, uh, Matt's right. There's not many guys that do it. Why, why do you think that guys don't use that more? Is, is it because there's a, a, the threat of takedown? Or what's, what's the reason behind more guys not using that? Well, from what, from what I'm hearing, men can also have babies now, so it's a tough thing, but our hips are different. <laughs> oh, that's... I never thought of that. I never heard that. That's interesting. People are saying that. That's, that's the loop. Man. So it could be a hip, a hip thing? I get... No, Jimmy, it's hard to get... Some- it's hard to get, it's a good, it's good for just, even just like self-defense aspect, keeping somebody at bay. You can, you can stretch the hips out, right? Like you can do it. But I, the only thing I could think of is we're just not as flexible in the hips maybe, but you have to train that, that aspect. Like sidekicks are a weird thing to train. You have to do karate, taekwondo. Like it's, it's not a, it's not, sidekicks aren't taught in Muay Thai. They're not taught in boxing. They're not taught in kickboxing. Right? So where do you learn them? I learned mine from Longo. I started using it late in my thing with Matt Hughes. I was trying to get to him a little bit. Do you use it as a teep or do you turn sideways and use it? I would use it as a, just literally sideways. I wouldn't use it as a teep. No, I don't got a good teep. But my fucking sidekick, I used to do it. I, I actually, it probably got me my shot at the title because I did it in a close fight with Chris Lytle. And the last one, I, I left it out there, kind of like Shoney used to do for me. When I used to go, oh, a leg. And I used to grab it. And he used to hit me. I go with my fight IQ in the beginning, Dom. It took me a couple of back fists to kind of be like, oh, don't just. He's like, he like, it's almost like a fucking mouse leaving some cheese on the fucking. Not a, <laughs> on a fucking 
He's for a mouth. Fucking Shoney, he was not the best fighter, but he he would just like leave a side leg out there and I go to crab and he'd let it go and hit me. Hindsight's 2020. I learned a lot since then. But uh I with Chris Lytle, I threw it and then it's like a shitty one. Cause then once they got to go past it, it lets it lets, I hit him with a back fist and then he got mad and tried to get me and I took him down. But uh I fucking love it. I love that you could do this back fist off of it, which I used to do a lot in sparring. And uh this, I don't know. The sidekick is an underused fucking tool, but I'll tell you who has a good one. Well, maybe I should wait until he uses it more, but fucking Aljo's got a great sidekick. Mm. I, I don't think he's used it too much, but they, God damn, he can put that, he can put, Longo goes, because I was asking Longo, what is foot key? Longo goes, he can put that foot anywhere he wants. Right. Yeah, he's got crazy hips too. He does. Like some guys' hips just are like stretchy as hell. Like, I don't know. You either, I don't know if they train it or if it's natural. My hips don't move that way. Like, I have to stretch them out. Like, I got to do some, like, crazy Jean-Claude Van Damme thing where they stretch my legs across on ropes. Otherwise, they're not moving. Ah, man, hips are hips, but I'm an ass man. Anyway, let's fucking go! (laughs) Hey, Dom, before we go, uh, I I would say, I I hope you do start a podcast. You're uh, What's that? Holy fuck, it's an hour already? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just about. Bring up Connor. I don't give a fuck about That's that. That's right. It's what it is. It's, it's hey, whatever, whatever happens. He's on your mind, man. He's on your mind for a reason. Maybe you should yeah. send him a text, a nice, loving text. Hey, before I go, before I forget, Dom, I meant to ask you about uh, 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 Chris uh, Gutierrez, who had mentioned you. Do you have any desire for that fight, or, or is that just something that's not on your radar at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not. I'd rather have like rematch with Cheeto or something before I fight that. Like, you know, that would be more, I think, I don't know how Vera's going to do. Hopefully he, you know, when, when guys that you lose to win, it's good for you, but he's got a tough ride ahead of him. You know, um, the guys that are, are there, but I think, you know, hopefully he gets the job done, but if he doesn't, I would love that rematch. You know what I mean? So that's important to me. Um, or the Henry rematch, that would be good. Rematches would do me the most right now, personally, but, um, you know, but we'll see because I know that they probably have other plans. So I just keep training and you don't always get what you want. So I just keep training and, and getting my body in shape. How's your body feeling, by the way? Feels good. Um, I train this morning. I'll train every day, you know, but as I'm working, that's allowing me to get the money to keep training. So that's I got to work, too. No, I'm not going to see you doing the commentary after you're done fighting. I want you to fight more, obviously. I love watching. Well, I'm doing it while I'm fighting. So doing commentary after fighting will be easy. That's the thing. It's like, it'd be much easier. It's much harder now to do it. Like, I got to go all the way to Perth in February. That's that's a tough one. You know, that's hard on the body. What do you think you do when you're done fighting and you're doing just the commentary? You think you're going to do any other kind of, I know you'd be training. Yeah, I think what's, I think at this point in my life, fighting is holding me back from a lot of life, you know, but I love fighting and I can only fight while I'm healthy and my body works. So it's like, I, when, when I, when my body stops competing at the top 10 level, like stop being one of the best in the world, um, then I'll be done. I don't, you know, it's like, you only got, you know, you got a shelf life for fighting. So I want to use my, my fighting body as long as I can. And then when I'm done, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not going to be one of these guys that retires and comes back, retires and comes back. When I retire, I want to retire. When I fight, I want to fight. When I'm in the competition pool, I want to stay in the competition pool. I'm not trying to come out of USADA. I'm not trying to come out of the testing pool and play all these games. And like, you got to think when you leave and you retire and then you come out of the testing pool, now you're going to, now you can blab with no threat. There's no way to pay for anything you say. You can be this tough guy all you want because you can't fight for a minimum of six months after what you say. Nobody can call you out. Nobody can talk trash. Everybody's going to blow you up on ESPN and sports center because you're talking trash and nobody can get you to back it up. So it's like, when you pull out like that, to me, you're just a coward, like stay in the pool, stay here, stay with the pressure of the competition and everybody asking you, who are you going to fight? When are you going to fight? Who are you going to fight? When are you going to fight? If you don't stay in that pressure and you leave that to go get a rest and then come back after you've retired, like to me, that was like a week way out. Like you, you relieved yourself of all the pressure that everybody else who's in competition is feeling. It's hard. Yeah. I need your thoughts before I let you, before we let you go. The Dom, first of all, not a fun. You got to come on more often. Fun. Love being yeah. here with you guys. Uh, I need your thoughts on this, man. 
out like because Ali, the the manager of uh, of Henry Shahudo, is saying that him and Aljo is a done deal. I don't know if that's true or not. What would you think about a fight between Aljo and Henry Shahudo? How do you think that would go down? I know I'm biased as fuck, but how do you think that would go down? Well, first of all, I think that. Ali speaks for the guys that can't speak for themselves. So that's a big tell in itself. Like we're talking about, you know, he's speaking for certain, like you're a manager. Like, why do you have a microphone? Like we're talking about the actual athletes. You're on the outside being the safe guy in your fancy suit. Like we don't, who cares what you really say? Like, what about, let's hear what the athlete has to say, first of all. So if Henry is going to fight Sterling, let's hear from Henry, not his manager, like some third party that wants the microphone in front of his face, that wants the camera so bad that that's what he's doing for himself. Are we not a fan of Ali Al-Abiz? I have no problem with Ali. Okay. I have no beef with this guy. He's coming out a little bang, bang. No, no, listen. My thing is, what if look, if I, why am I the one talking and not my manager? I'm just speaking by how I, how I work. Like, all right. Why are we on this and you're not talking to my manager right now? Whether that's happening or not, that fight, what do you think is going to happen with that fight? If it happens? Well, I don't know because we got to hear from Henry and Sterling, the ones that are fighting. I don't give a fuck about them right now. You're talking to you, Dominic Cruz, your thoughts. Your how, fucking thoughts. How, how does the matchup go? I think that Sterling wins. I think Sterling's top game is too good. I think he can definitely take down Henry. Henry's been taken down. We saw him be taken down by Demetrius. It, the hard part is holding him down because he's an extremely, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, period. He doesn't have to. He's nasty. He's a gold medalist in wrestling. You can't deny that. Henry Cejudo can fight. No, no, okay? you're, you're not getting my, my point is this. My point is he doesn't have to get him down or even keep him down. He needs to see his back. He sees his back. He's on the back. So if he can't keep him down and he gets on his back and that body triangles on. And I tell Aljo this, and this is a, this is not me. This is not some genius thing that I came up with and, and I said it before his last fight and I say it to him every fight he gets that mount or he gets the body triangle the back he's winning the round if not ending the fight that's how I feel could the guy escape could he escape and do it anything could happen but in from what I've seen and the level that he has with the control from both mount which is starting to be almost a forgetting a forgotten art in jiu-jitsu because people don't like it because with the submission only, they can't get hit. They can wiggle, wiggle, wiggle and get on a leg and people avoid the mount and then they don't get that fucking money mount that you need in a fight. Anyway, that's another thing. But Aljo, his mount and his back is such a fucking high level and he's so great at strangling and that I said, man, you either, that like, look what he did with Jan. That was like, could have been a 10-8 round and he didn't finish it, but man, did he win that round. So it's like, and with the other guys, he's finishing it. So I don't know. My point is with Henry, does he have to get him down and control him? That might be hard. But for him to get back up, he's going to be exposing that back. And then that's all fucked out. That's what I'm trying to say. But what, from my perspective, when you hold people down, they give their back or they give them out. You, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not about the takedown. It's like when you can hold somebody down, you force them into giving their back or giving them out because you have a certain skill of squeezing. When you're a good wrestler, they pop right up and they scramble because you don't have that, that level of jujitsu, that top pressure. When you go with the nasty black belt, the top pressure feels different than when you go with the NCAA champion in wrestling. The top pressure isn't the same. They, they let you turn and then you can't get them off of you. Right. But no, I, when you got a black belt, your chin doesn't, you're like, you, you get taken, you're stuck. You're like pinned to the floor. So I see Aljo having that, which can create some options for him to take the back mount. Different yeah. things that we haven't seen in the grappling from Henry, but I think that Henry's boxing uh, is is a little bit better. I think hands are better than Aljo's, but Aljo's kicks and wrestling mixed together and grappling all his whole game and how he uses it with this side to side movement and footwork. I think it's very hard to beat. Not to mention his confidence now, Dom. Yeah, and he's big. He's big too. The dude's the dude's big. Yeah, he's a big guy. Awesome. Yeah. Dom, thank you, man. Always so great to have you. Come back more often. Um, we just, we love having you on. So I, I just want to promote, uh, I added Dallas and Fort Worth in January. So New Year's Eve here in New York, Levity Live in uh, Nyack. And then uh, in January, I have one night in Dallas, one night in Fort Worth, and then March 4th at the Huntington Paramount Theater in Long Island. What is that? What is that last one? March 4th. You know, I'm going to be there, Jimmy. I know, of course. 
maybe maybe after I'll show you my school down the block. So I, I would love block. that. I would love that. It's a Saturday night. I would love that. I got a list. And by the way, Cameo, you kind of fuck it up, Cameo. Like Cameo, like I get a lot. I go check it once in a while and there's like a lot of expired Cameos. There used to be a nice lady, nice girl that would like text me or call me and say, listen, you're behind on your Cameos. You got a, one running out. I never get that anymore. You should so have it forwarded to your phone. Turn your notifications on. They got to do the right. Oh, I should. I check mine every day. You should check it every day. Make it a habit because, okay. and go well, right I, to your email address. You're right, Jimmy. You're right. I'm not blaming Cammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything you want to plug? Yes. Monorex. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Um, and, you know, DominicCruz.com, Dominic Cruz MMA. Uh, the footwork drills, you can get those anywhere you want. And I'll be coming back soon. I'm just grinding and trying to work to pay those bills so that I can get back in there and fight again soon. Your videos, your foot, I'm done fighting. A guy like me, you see me, I got flat fucking, I'm not, I'm no, I'm no fucking Sugar Ray Robinson. Could yeah. you help a guy like me with my footwork? That's the thing. It's literally a workout. You can do it in 20 minutes. And I may, I broke it down so simple that kids can do it. Of course you could do it. No question. You know what I want? I want the Dominic Cruz fucking dance fucking DVD. Because you could do that same shit in the club. I fucking see you, Dom. I've seen it. Anyway, I'll do that uh, shit. Rhythm is rhythm. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dom, thanks, man. Good, Good talking to you, Dom. So Thank you, man. Fun. All right, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take care. Talk to you soon. Jimmy, and up my last question to you. Was that was I too much today? You're great. Okay. Jimmy. Always a delight. I buddy. love you, my little bird. I love my dear friend Matt. Have fun. And and I'll talk to you in a couple is, days. Here I come. All right, enjoy. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye. -bye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.